Hello, what is up? We're here with Juwan Arrington. How are you, sir? Doing great, doing great. Hey, thanks yeah. for having me on here. Hey, yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, so Juwan, he runs the 100 Series. You founded it and everything. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. three years ago. Awesome. Is it mainly is it just you that deals with the whole operation, really? Yeah, yeah. Right now, I mean, I have I have a couple of contributors who who help uh, provide content for the brand, and I have some brand ambassadors as well that are out there, uh, you know, getting the word out and everything. Right. But, right. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, yeah, it's basically me who's running everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Bet you it keeps it busy and everything. <laughs> Combine this with my actual uh, day job. I work at a, at a local news affiliate. And um, yeah, after I get done working at my job, I'm working on the 100 series. So it really is, you know, no days off when it comes to this. Right, right. I'm sure you enjoy it. It's something fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun getting out in, in the community, getting a chance to talk to just so many different types of people from different backgrounds and being able to give them an opportunity to share a little bit of their life uh, with the community to uh, help bring everyone together really because that's the whole point of the 100 series or right. one of the one of the many points is to bring people together right right is that how you mainly describe it like I know it uh, revolves around a lot of photography and like showcasing local people and stuff their stories yeah. and whatever yeah so uh, it started as a uh, uh, and we're going like precursor to the 100 series back in 2014 where I was just doing just a fun little photography project online called 100 Days of Awesome. Mm -hmm. And that was all about finding something positive in my day and just taking a picture of it and then just showing that uh, whatever it is. Sometimes it was, you know, something I ate. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it was, you know, a cool person that, that I ran into or um, and that actually led to the next project. Um, and uh, just showing something positive, no matter how good or quote unquote bad the day was, uh -huh. just to show that you know there's good in everything, and there there is something good that that you can you know, latch on to. And um, I swear, what's the word I'm looking for? And to gravitate towards. Right, right. Yeah, that seems pretty beneficial, especially like having something like that on social media and everything. Something positive, you know. Absolutely, and I think we need it. We need it a lot more. Just because of the climate of of everything going on right now in the country and and in the you know society, right, is that people pe people want to see positive things, you know, regardless of what they post online. I believe that you know the more positivity that you push out there, you know, the more people can gravitate towards that because we do gravitate towards what we are. So if you know I put positivity out there, I'm going to find you know the positive people. And they're gonna latch on to that and hopefully that they will see that and they'll want to you know put it out there as well and that way we get more positivity from multiple people not just you know little old me out here yeah. doing this thing right yeah yeah it is interesting to see all the different stories from everyone and all that it's very unique obviously I mean yeah I guess you can find that anywhere and it's cool to like showcase that but uh so have you how long have you been doing photography and everything Professionally, I've been doing it uh, three years, about the same time that I started doing the 100 series. So when I also started to you know, take photography seriously, I mean, I've always been into it as a, as a kid. I've yeah. always had my hands on some kind of a camera, uh, whether it was just a little instant Polaroid camera or, you know, the 
disposable 90s cameras that were yeah. really popular you know in that decade you know kodaks or the fujis i've always had my hands on some type of a camera and i've always been fascinated with the with the art with, with the medium mm-hmm. so when i started actually doing the 100 series it gave me you know really you know an opportunity to really showcase you know what i can do as far as an artist goes as well because the 100 series it is you know a brand uh, that is very heavily photography and videography based, but it's also a way for me to you know, show those cool things, not just in, in a journalism uh, platform, but through an artistic way as well. Right. Uh, because I do work at the news station, and there is a very, you know, very uh, strong format with how the, the stories are presented. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the 100 series, I don't have those boundaries. So right. I, can, I can showcase, you know, my, the artistic side of things a lot more than I can through the broadcast medium. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like you said, yeah, kind of a blend between, like, the journalistic side and the yeah, mm-hmm. artistic side. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Gives a good feel and everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty Oh, yeah, dope. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Was there something that initially first got you into photography? Like, or did you just always kind of, you just kind of started to grow an interest for it? Honestly, one day my dad brought home an old video camera, the ones that you had to put the VHS on your shoulder and everything. Yeah, and all that. And I just thought it was so cool because, uh, you know, my family didn't have much. So the fact that, you know, I was exposed to something like that, I was like, I was like, I have to have, I have, to have that. And I've always been fascinated with, you know, electronics in general mm-hmm. um, from plugging in VHS recorders into another one and dubbing dubbing tapes and having my own talk boy you know from home alone too and having you know walkmans and boom boxes and just you know creating my own mixtapes and being a dj to, to all the songs and like the whole medium of just you know photography and radio and video I was, I've just always been fascinated with it. Yeah, yeah. And I know that technology has changed a lot, too, over time, so that's kind of crazy as well. I oh, mean, yeah. Have you ever, did you ever start with, like, uh, I know you said disposable cameras and everything. Did you ever use, like, the Polaroids, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I wish I still had my original, or actually it wasn't mine. It was technically my parents, but I eventually came into possession of it. Um, lost it somewhere throughout the years, though. But yeah, I've, I was always big into you know the Polaroid instant cams and, and of course like like I said the disposable cams that were mm-hmm. really popular in the 90s. I always always had always had one of those. And I you know, you know started doing albums in high school, you know all my pictures right and everything. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until though. Like uh like like I said three years ago where I actually like got an actual like you know dslr Mm -hmm. and started to you know really really learn the ins and outs i mean i already knew you know the ins and outs of shooting because i went went to college for broadcasting and part of that is learning how to shoot uh with a a video camera but a lot of the uh, skills you learn you know with the video camera translate you know perfectly right into still photography right so it was really a, a an easy switch i just really was had to just learn how to do more of the actual, you know, f-stops, learning about f-stops, learning about, you know, more about apertures and more Mm. about shutter speeds and all that stuff and really, uh, you know, honing, honing in, I guess that's the best word I could put um, with the actual photography before and 
by doing that, it helps me even more so in the video part. So everything just goes mm -hmm. hand in hand. Right, right. So you're mainly just using digital now. Do you ever mess with any old film ones anymore? Or? Uh, no, no, unfortunately. Um, really, ever since that whole digital conversion came aboard and really, and honestly, it'd be a whole, whole other conversation talking about just how more convenient it is for mm -hmm. photographers in general to be able to use cameras because yeah, like if I were to, to be doing film, I'd have to, you know, I would be very limited with, you know, how much, how many pictures I could take mm -hmm. or with, you know, digital, I mean, it's really almost unlimited yeah, with, yeah. with how many you can take now, um, depending on your, on your memory cards and all that stuff. And, um, but I did, I, I did, did use film, you know, when I was a kid. And you know, you know, you know, take a little film cameras, you know, little film reels, put them in the little container, and you know, I never got into a dark room, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you always would just go to you know the, the local you know drugstore or whatever, drop off right. You know the film and let them take care of all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'd be a whole process in and of itself. Like if you were going the like, uh, you know, traditional route with actual film, you'd have to spend even more time just getting in the dark room process yeah. there's like a whole art to that too. Yeah. just i mean now the the dark room is you know photoshop Lightroom. yeah and really i mean and it really that is a whole other you know skill in itself and i've had to you know sit down and really learn you know how to how to really you know make use how to use those pieces of software in enhancing mm -hmm. the photography experience um, from taking just a normal photo out of the camera, one, getting the picture to look good straight in camera first. Mm -hmm. That way it limits what you have to do when you do use one of those editing softwares, whether it's Photoshop Lightroom or, or whatever platform you, you, uh, you do uh, use your photo editing for. Mm -hmm. And um, really just using that platform to really, you know, enhance the photographs, like I said, and to, you know, make the photos as visually appealing as possible. And I've gone through, you know, so many different types of editing styles since I, I've started. And I'm still constantly changing and growing and evolving because I think that you should always be, you know, growing in your in your craft, in your field, that you should never be, be stagnant and you should never settle. Because once you start settling, um, that's when you start going backwards. And that's when someone else passes you up. Mm -hmm. So I'm always in a constant state that I, I always want to be moving forward and whatever it is that I'm doing. I don't want to feel if I feel that I'm good, not, I'm good where I am. I'm in trouble. Yeah. And that means that I'm either going to start slacking or you know, people are going to start losing interest in my product and my and my brand. And I don't want that. I want people to always constantly feel engaged and always wanting to you know, look forward to the next big thing. Right, right. So if I can always keep them, keep them wanting more, I think I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good mindset to have, always trying to push yourself oh, to yeah. the next level, next stage or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I remember when I was in high school, they actually, I took a photography class and they actually had like a little dark room at the school, which was interesting oh, to really? kind of get your hands in on that. Like, yeah. And yeah, just a whole process. Like a lot of, there's definitely an art to that. <laughs> it would take some time to hone that skill for sure. I don't know if mine, my pictures were that great or anything, but yeah, they came out, so it was decent but yeah yeah like i said i i i, was, I, would, I would love to actually have that experience of being in a, in a dark room and and working with you know all the different chemicals and right in the film and you know translating that film you know into an actual picture and you, you know being able to just you know basically basically edit it you know in there mm -hmm. I, I i really would like to to experience that and you know just see what it's like i don't know if i would 
you know, want to always do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of my own my own time and everything I have going on. Right. It's a, it's a task in the head, or it's a task and a half just to, you know, you know, use a, you know, editing software on a computer and doing all that. I can only imagine, you know, the process of actually being in a dark room and doing that. But it'll be cool to actually experience it. Mm-hmm. Did you use, like, um, I'm assuming, would you use, like, Photoshop Lightroom and stuff? Do they teach you that when you went to school for broadcasting? Or did you have to pick that up on your own? I actually, I, I learned all that because... With broadcasting, like we use like video editing software, uh-huh. so like uh, we use Apple, so we use Final Cut Pro a mm-hmm. lot. So, and Final Cut Pro, I mean, they do. Final Cut Pro has some cool um, things. Where again, with news, like you don't do a whole lot with, you know, the color corrections, unless like your video is not white balanced properly. Then you would probably go in and do color correction. But mm-hmm. as far as actually using some of the other fancy features, like the film film grain or making your pictures look like they're or your video look like like it's an old tv right right uh from the you know the vhs era i you know, don't do a whole, whole lot i have actually been looking at looking at that though mm-hmm. uh, through find the cut um but um yeah i had to learn photoshop and lightroom like on my own yeah actually it was through um um and some other photographers sometimes like you can like purchase different uh lightroom presets for different photo editings mm. and uh whatnot so i would so i bought one and i actually would like go through and i would deconstruct it you know okay. um so I, I would look at how they because you can see how they how they edit it mm-hmm. so you can see like how much exposure they had or how their tone curve how their tone curves were or what their hsl uh, settings were which is hue saturation and luminosity um light and you can see like how they, you know, toggled the meters on each one. Mm-hmm. So I went through and I, and I deconstructed and I, and I would, would look at, okay, so this is how they got this um, feature in, in the image. And so that, and this is how they got the, the tones to look so, so deep and, and crisp. So I would go through that and I would just look at each individual setting and figure out how I could apply that to my pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's how I did a lot of self-teaching is, is just by deconstructing uh, di- di- of different uh, presets that are already there. And Lightroom, Lightroom has like their own presets um, that you can deconstruct as well. Okay. So a lot of it is just analyzing and mm-hmm. just you know, figuring out how things work. Right, right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I, I guess it probably helps nowadays. There's probably a bunch of tutorials and everything online that'll help get you started at least. And YouTube is the, like probably there should be like a like an actual YouTube university. Right. Yeah. Because like you could do really like and like give yourself a like a college education through YouTube now. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I think honestly, I do. I've heard like uh, people that are. Uh, maybe professors and stuff have kind of hinted at that kind of idea like you know offering their classes and stuff just through youtube and yeah just make an own like youtube university thing so it's kind of crazy like it could really kind of change the way people uh take in uh you know knowledge and everything so yeah it really kind of makes you question you know like do you need to like pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go to an actual you know college uh-huh. or can you get all that information you know just through you know an internet subscription to, yeah. you know with your local internet provider right right yeah like and i don't know if maybe just going the schooling route you might get more hands-on practice i suppose like uh doing broadcasting did you you did you have to like internship and everything like that internships were available uh i went to western so a lot of our learning was 
practical. Mm-hmm. So like, we actually like had video equipment that we would like check out, and we actually would like shoot stories on campus about you know different things. So like you learn, you know, you know, right there, how to do everything because you have the equipment. You have, right. you know, we we had a studio uh, where we would like record newscasts. We had we had our own. Uh, station we had our own radio station yeah radio station kind of like uh, also like a little tv station like you said you would mm-hmm. do vi- visual stories um, yeah do yeah. they have like school newspapers and all that mm-hmm. yeah 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 the, West- you- the western courier i didn't do that i think that was actually through a different um program it wasn't through broadcasting though mm-hmm. so you didn't do any photography for the paper or anything you just no. focused on like the did you do any radio stuff like that ever i did just- I did. I did a little bit i did a little radio um because um they offer it as an elective. No, oh, yeah. So, so you can you can you can get a college credit for for uh, for being on the radio. So I did that for a semester, and um, it was pre- it was it was pretty fun. It was a fun fun experience. Um, I think I like the video side of it more though, because mm-hmm. um, I know that like it is required to do radio for for just to graduate in the program. Yeah. So I so I did that and you know get that all taken care of. Right, right. But um, yeah, the 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 video part of it was always the the more interesting facet of broadcasting. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah, there's lots of stuff that is involved with video editing and everything. Well, with all those things, photography and all that, it's pretty interesting. But uh, yeah. So, um, have you done video type projects for hundred series? I've done a few. Uh, my first project that I did for the one hundred series, I uh, was called One Hundred Days of Awesome People. So I was going out throughout the community and I was, you know, finding people who were doing big things, making moves and everything. And I would uh, sit down with them and I would interview them. You know, you know I would actually was set up like a couple cameras uh, with a mic and I would uh, just sit down and I would video interview them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, picking their brain about what they do to be successful, advice, tips they have for other people mm-hmm. on how to be successful. And I would... Uh, I would uh, take that and I would edit it into an actual video interview. And those videos are available on my Facebook page, um, which uh, I'll drop all the links and all that stuff right, here right. At, the, at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are all available. I've done done a lot of videos for, for the 100 series. Some of them are you know, very, very simple. You know, sit down, you know, two, three camera shot interviews. Some of them I actually do, like, do a little bit more action featurey, mm-hmm. like there was one I did with my buddy Max Garriga about a car about a CrossFit competition that was last year, uh, Urban Street Games in Rock Island. So we we uh, we went out, we shot that. You know, you know, got a bunch of different camera angles of people working out and everything it looked really cool. I also shot a video for the local Chicks and Bulls uh, branch, which which is a, a female skating organization. Mm. So they were out at the Denver skate park and they were skating. So I went out there with got a bunch of different um, GoPros and cameras and just went out there and just shot them, you know, going up ramps and doing all types of tricks and cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's also available on my Facebook page. So I do, I do do, you know, you know, more, more video stuff. Not a lot though, just because it takes a lot of time to edit mm-hmm. and put together stuff like that. And with my, my work schedule and everything else I have going on, I try to limit you know how much video work that I do just because of how time-consuming it can be mm-hmm. so 
the next video, video thing I have planned, I'm actually getting some help from an outside source just so that it's less work for me to have to do. Right. So, so, um, so there's potential that there will be some more video work coming in uh, just because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some more help to take care of those things. Right, right. Awesome. Now, working at the news station, is that you just focus on the photography there? Is that all you do there? Or do mm -hmm. you mess with the video at all? Uh, that is, I will, my technical uh, job title is photojournalist. Uh -huh. So um, we have video cameras. So we do, so all of our stuff is, is video. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have to, do you write or anything, or are you just strictly just the images and all that? Uh, I used to write, but I eventually switched positions. So now I just strictly do photography, videography, right. you could say. So they provide you guys with all the equipment you need for the station. Yes. So. Yep. Yep. They uh, they uh, spent thousands of dollars uh, strapping and arming all photographers at our station with you know the, the equipment that we that we need mm -hmm. to um, to shoot and get the stories out there. So right now we're we're using Sony XD cams. Uh, the big ones yeah so yeah those are those cost quite a bit of money yeah yeah <laughs> what happens if someone were to damage it do they get in trouble or do they <laughs> um depending on the on the damage yeah yeah <laughs> um although uh normal i mean obviously there's normal wear and tear with anything and um so there's always you know en engineers that are there to uh to repair things mm -hmm. um but of course, accidents do happen, but of course, like you're, you are responsible for your equipment. So, I mean, be careful. No, treat it like a baby. Right, right. Um, so definitely don't be reckless with your stuff. <laughs> um, um, and that should be with you know just about anything else that you do, even if it's your own photography equipment. Um, you know, I'm paying you know thousands of dollars for my own stuff. Right, right. So I don't want my stuff to break. So yeah, like not, you said. So I'm not gonna like. You treat theirs with any less respect. Right, right. Yeah, so you got your own. Do you use a bunch of different cameras yourself, or do you stick to, like, one main that you use? Uh, I have several cameras. I have several. I have two two Canon cameras. Um, I have another, like, Nikon camera. I have a GoPro. I have, you know, a couple, couple instant cameras. So I, yeah. have, I have quite a bit. That's pretty nice because, yeah, that those uh, definitely will add up fast with the costs and everything. Yeah. Did it take you a while to accumulate them? Or? Yeah, so I started with I started with just one. Mm -hmm. And then through the course of everything, I got another one and then an another one. And I'm not trying to sound like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like DJ Khaled or anything, <laughs> but then I got another one right. and another one. <laughs> and uh, eventually, yeah, eventually I, I just accumulated just a bunch of, you know, equipment. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, if something, you know, were to stop working, I'm not going to be like in panic mode. I got to have, I have one, you know, on the shelf that I can always pull out and sure and use. Yeah, that's good. Add them to the arsenal and everything. Yep. What's it like to work at the news station now? Do you, uh, like, do you yourself have to like find stories or is that more like the reporter's job or do things come to you guys and you then go out and report it's on the It's a combination them? of all of it. Yeah. I mean, there's always things that are going to happen. Right. So, um, so sometimes the reporter will have an idea. Sometimes there are, will already be something, you know, lined up for you, because uh, we have, uh, you know, managers who are always, you know, monitoring what's going on in the community and you know assigning people to whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then that could all change if you know there were you know, and you know, God forbid, God forbid, you know, a car accident or a fire that happens. Right. You know, then you know that would change everything completely, and we do that instead. Mm -hmm. 
Right, so, right. So it all just depends. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never know really what's going on, what's, what's going to happen. Is the day always different usually? Yeah, it's it's hardly ever the same. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's, yeah, no, no day has ever been exactly identical since I've been there, and I've been there for almost eight years. Eight years? Wow. Yeah. So is that, uh, did you go to school for broadcasting, like right out of high school? Mm-hmm. And then you got you were able to get the job right out of college, basically, or not right away. I mean, I was uh, I got out during the recession. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so um, there wasn't a whole lot available at the time, but you know eventually you know I I, I was able to find you know find a job at WQED, and um, I've been there ever since. Awesome. How old were you when you graduated? Uh, so I graduated in two thousand and eight. 20 I'm trying to think hang on 23 I think it was 23 yeah I think it was 23 and so it's basically like a bachelor type of yeah. four-year program mm-hmm. awesome awesome that's cool now with doing the whole 100 series project you like talking with all these people I bet it's a great way to like just get out there and just meet all these different people and do you do you just uh is it a lot of people you know already, or have you just do people like come to you and ask? It started things? off with me, you reaching out to people that I already knew, because mm-hmm. um, you gotta start somewhere, right? So and eventually, as things progressed and grew, then some people would uh, reach out to me, uh, saying that they were interested in you know, being a part of a project. Uh, sometimes I would have a friend that would recommend someone to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would just, you know, put something out on out on social media saying, well, hey, I have a project I'm working on. If you're interested, you know, you know, let me know. Comment below and let me know if you're interested. So, so sometimes I'll get people that I do know who are interested. And even though they're all my friends, I don't know them for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that works. Yeah. And uh, so then they would, you know, comment to say that they're one to uh, participate. So, yeah. So, yeah, I get I get people from all over just all over now mm-hmm. that say though that they're interested so you know i'll like i said like i just met with the person a few weeks ago that uh, was recommended to me through someone who i never met but now i didn't know i have met them mm-hmm. so right is it mainly people right in the qc or people from kind of outskirts of the qc or all around yeah it's mostly within the quad city metro area and some of the surrounding communities is where i i I, I I operate because I have to obviously travel sometimes to meet meet with people, so I you know can't really travel too far. Mm-hmm. Um, just with uh, time and work and everything, I, I try to keep I keep everything you know as close as possible right, to East right. Moline, which is where I live. Um, I have um, started to expand uh, through um, so social media and. Um, different people who who have supported me like i have a woman named cassidy miles she's out in st louis mm. and uh she's a brand ambassador and um we really connected because she was um she started following me and was um always you know you know liking my content and everything like that and i was looking at what she had going on and i was like well she's a really you know you know positive person very energetic and uh, so I, I offered her to be a brand ambassador, and you know she accepted. So now she's helping represent the brand out in St. Louis. Awesome. So does that just entail like just trying to get the word out to everyone? Yeah. So uh, people who are one, I look for people who are you know positive. 
I, I look at their their own social media and make sure that you know they're putting out you know good vibes, good positivity. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone who's you know spouting negativity to represent by my brand because that's just not what I stand for. Right. So so we have to line up as far as that that goes. It's always it has to be you know you know they have to have a positive page, they have to have a positive mindset. And, you know, I look for leaders mm-hmm. to, to help rep the brand. And uh, also, you know, people who are also posting, you know, motivational things. Like I have a guy, Lee Colvin. So he's always, po- you know, posting something positive and something motivational. So I'll I'll snatch that up and I'll, you know, put that on on, on the 100 series and, you know, just as a, some additional words of wisdom. Right, right. And um, showing, you know, cool things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, because I can only relate to so many people through my own you know, personal background and experiences. But if I can find someone with, you know, different backgrounds from different walks of life, you know, do it to our, you know, being positive examples and positive role models, then I can reach more people that way. Right. Now you work, you live in East Moline. Is the news station in, on the Illinois side too? or uh, The one I work at is, yeah. Cool. It's in cool. Moline. I, th- I know a guy who uh, went to film school and everything. I think he just got a job at a local film station. I doubt it would be the same one. I don't know if his is in Iowa or not, but I don't know. Uh, how many people do you think, how many people or projects do you think you've done through the 100 series now? It's been like a few years, you said? Well, right now I'm working on 100 Shades Volume 2, and this is my ninth one that I've done. Awesome. Yeah. How many individual people do you think you've had? It's... Is it like in the hundreds now? Uh, it's well into it's well, well in, into into the hundreds. My goodness, uh, see if if you talk about like because each project is most well, most of the projects are about a hundred entries long. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there is some o- overlapping with people. Like some people have been featured in in different projects. Mm-hmm. Although each project always brings a new brings in new people right so yeah it's definitely you know well 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 into the hundreds maybe i don't know 300 or so oh awesome uh did you so you just basically got the name because of how it started with the whole hundred days of awesome thing you just adapted that kind of name yeah that's how it started but the 100 now has gone on to now mean you know giving 100 percent of yourself right right and everything that you do um you know giving maximum effort you know leaving it all out there you know, I believe that if we do that, you know, we'll, we'll accomplish so much. Like yeah. if we operate 100% in our strengths, like what, you know, what can we do? What can we accomplish if we do that? Right, right. And, and encouraging people to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that again. I know bringing it around full circle is by, you know, sharing other people's experiences. Right. Yeah, it's a good message to have. Um, since you've started, has it like, uh, what impact has it had on yourself? Yeah. Just through doing, like, because this is, like I said, um, 100 Shades Volume 2. I've done this before last year. And just seeing, like, because the whole project is about having people bring an object that has some type of sentimental value to them mm-hmm. and talk about why. So uh, just seeing the things that people have brought and seeing, like, the reasons why they're important to them, it's made me realize that you really understand, and it's really hard to dislike someone when you understand what makes them tick right and what and it makes them who they are and what they are 
you know, has helped me understand that um, we all come from such d different backgrounds and different lives and, you know, our experiences help shape, you know, our views on things and our opinions and why I may like one thing and why someone else may dislike that same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's all through, you know, our life experiences and helping me understand that. And I think that if people were to understand that as well and were to just go out and just, you know, you know talk to more people and have that more open-mindedness that you know we could come together more and there would be less hate in the world right right so you know that's what i really want people to understand through this awesome yeah that's beautiful <laughs> yeah that's really cool um so and yeah i feel the same way like with uh like it helped like you said kind of getting closer with people understanding them more i feel like the same way with podcasting too you know it's kind of interesting you know just having like longer conversations with people even people that we never spoke to before like i know we've met before but you know having a long form conversation is kind of cool just to see what everyone's about you know exactly what, what makes them tick like you said but um and you you uh you've done you kind of started like a hundred series podcast i know you maybe did like a couple episodes yeah i did a, a couple i called them pilot episodes mm -hmm. they're just they're not on like apple itunes or anything like that they're, they're just on my my facebook page but yeah i just i just you know talked to a couple of people uh, long forum mm -hmm. uh they were both featured in individual projects but it was like really short spurts uh this was these were like you know 45 to like 50 minutes mm -hmm. um just just conversations just talking to them just let them roll right and it was really cool just uh and you know let them just talk about you know, you know their life and their experiences so i want to do more of that i just i was just um trying to test things out and just seeing how it worked and you know and the method i used to capture and record and you know of course all, all the the logistics parts of, of everything and trying to see you know get more input get feedback from people who have listened to it and so i just kind of just put those you know couple out there just to see how things worked and you know hopefully i would like to to do more of them mm -hmm. um but yeah well yeah we'll see right right i know you've done a few other things too like you had the 100 series live show yes just as a way you were a part of oh yeah yeah that was super fun. That was really awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us out. But uh, shout out to the Supper Club. <laughs> just yeah. had Wayne Leiter on uh, last, uh, just on Thursday. He nice. was one of the board members or whatever. I don't know if you know him or not. No, um, I will be. I'm not sure when this is going to be uh, posted, but I will be doing some more stuff with the Supper Club. I'll be setting up tables at different events to, you know, you know sell my merchandise, uh, t-shirts, tank tops, and you know, talking more about the brand, you know, at those events as well. So mm -hmm. I want to thank, um, thank, uh, you know, Alex Mahaffey, uh, for, uh, for giving me that opportunity. So, uh, yeah, you'll be seeing a lot more of me at, the, at those events coming up in the future. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's great. Like we have those types of venues here, you know, the DIY really community base and everything helps everyone get their projects and messages out and gives everyone a chance to do that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a really dope space to be able to unleash that kind of stuff, but um, what do you, have you, uh, thought of any other ways, like, you know, a podcast, live show, any other things you like trying to branch out into? I'm glad you asked that question. Cause I do. Yes. Um, I'm actually working a lot with some of the people who are at the 100 series live show and, um, we're going to be, uh, putting together like an actual like album, mm. like an actual compilation album. So I have some of you know, the big artists in the quad cities right now, with you know, Torian Ball, uh, you know, Taj in the East Siders, Jordan XO, Lauren Michelle, mm -hmm. 
producers like Wes Julian, One V on the track, uh, just you know, compiling all their talents, they'll put together an awesome, you know, high energy album of just awesome music. Right. Is that like uh, you have an idea for like how big it would be, like how long or whatever, like tracks or what? Like, I mean, it's gonna be a full album. It's not gonna be. An, it's not gonna be an EP. It's gonna be an LP. Right. So it's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna have you know. You know. You know, a lot of songs on there. Awesome. How are you gonna be promoting and releasing that? Are you gonna do like physical copies or uh, like yeah. digital? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been t- I've been speaking um, with uh, Jordan and uh, with the potential of having it be like available in CD form and also being available, you know, online through all the various streaming services out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're looking to go all out on out on this thing, and um, like the goal is spring of 2019. Mm. to get it out so we're actually working right now i've already worked with tc boyd mm-hmm. and he's already recorded one song already we posted uh he he posted a a preview for it on on his page and i, sh- I reshared that and it's awesome it's so cool um one of you on the track he sent me a a beat yeah and it's gonna be freaking fire man this is gonna yeah. be like an awesome awesome album of some of the best talent the Quasius has to offer and we're going to put it out there for everyone to check out hell yeah is are they just um like coming at it with any old song or is there like a general uh type of idea behind the album like a certain concept for the tracks or so um like i said you know it's going to be a very high energy album so all all the beats are going to be you know know, super up super up tempo Mm -hmm. um themes are going to be you know what the theme of the harness race being positivity is obviously you know, any type of album will have to have that same that same vibe behind it as well. Mm-hmm. So, so look for you know songs that are going to cover, and I'm going to go through this a lot with the artists as well with how we're going to ex- how to execute this. But they're all going to be about uplifting and empowering people. Mm-hmm. You know, w- whether it's just you know through getting people out there and wanting to you know crush a crush you know a workout or crush a goal or anything. Um, I don't want to like make it like all super like you can do this type of <laughs> yeah a vibe but it's gonna be like you're gonna want to you know do something with with your with your life and want to get out there and make something happen when you listen to this album yeah just hype people up and everything absolutely um, something you could work out to or some shit yeah yeah uh yeah i know you've done s- stories and everything photography with like uh showcasing like the crossfit type of mm-hmm. things that you do that yourself involved with crossfit yeah yep i do i, I go to the foundation nice how long have you been doing that? So I've been doing that since uh, 2015. Uh, been doing CrossFit and it's changed my entire fitness regimen completely. Yeah. It's like to a whole new level now. I love it. Were you doing anything before that? Or was it like, like exercising just regularly? Yeah, I was just going to just like, like a normal Planet Fitness. Uh-huh. But that was getting so boring. Right, right, yeah. I was just going there and running on treadmill, lifting you know the little weights they have because they have the caps at planet fitness where you can only lift so much oh yeah and like i wanted more of a challenge right yeah something to push even harder oh, and then crossfit definitely does that <laughs> crossfit darn it kill, kills me every single time i do it but it's it's fun and i love it and it's like it's growing my own personal fitness you know light years ahead of where it was right yeah yeah, that's cool. It seems like you're really cultivating all this positivity and healthy kind of lifestyle, especially for yourself. And yeah, trying to spread that message oh, yeah. through what you do. Um, are you very uh, focused on like nutrition and stuff? Like you really like... Uh, not, as, <laughs> not as much as some other people. I mean, I definitely do watch what I eat. Yeah, some people uh, go crazy. Just 
And um, but I definitely I'm not gonna like splurge on like you know hamburgers and French fries every single day. I mean I always, or I shouldn't say I, I always, but I'm always you know aware of what I'm putting into my body and yeah, you know not letting myself you know get you know out of control right with certain foods because I can I can I can totally negate you know what you do in the gym because mm-hmm. you know you know health and wellness is not just about you know you know, pumping up and, you know, lifting weights and, you know, you gotta be, you know, putting the right foods into your body as well. So it's being aware of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I usually try and focus on eating healthy, but even this last month mm-hmm. for the whole month of October, I was, I tried to like, I cut out like sugar and everything, mm-hmm. like, well, processed sugar and everything. It's crazy. Like people don't even realize like how addicted they are to that stuff because it's in everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you much of a, yeah, like you said, you focus on what you eat. You don't really splurge much or eh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit here, here yeah. and then, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a sucker for, uh, for snack cakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, my weakness is ice cream. <laughs> it's so good, but yeah. See, I, I, I used to love ice cream, but like my stomach doesn't agree with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I stick, I stick to the snack cakes and the host, you know, <laughs> yeah. little hostess things and, and all that. But like I said, I gotta be careful that I, you know. Don't go, don't go crazy with those bad boys. Right, right, yeah. I guess it's easier for me to maybe curb the ice cream in the colder months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just hate being cold. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty dope. Where, where do you see? Do you have a goal in mind for like where the hundred series is gonna go, or what do you see the future of it being like? Man, well, eventually I wanted this to go worldwide. Yeah, honestly, like I, I want to, I want to see like a huge worldwide movement of just you know, positivity and empowerment and encouragement and being able to go to to different countries and, you know, being able to, you know, find stories there and getting people on board with the brand to help out and create little little pockets of, of the Hunter series and, yeah. you know, other other countries and, you know, maybe maybe one in, you know, Canada or one in Germany or one in Australia. Yeah. How, how cool would that be? Yeah, that'd be great to travel, see, like, way crazy different stuff, like, way bigger insight into so many things, uh, lots of different people and everything. That'd be really awesome. So if people want to find out more, how do they, what should they do? How are they going to get a hold of the hundred series? All right. So on Facebook, if you go to uh, facebook.com slash hundred series, it's spelled out H U N D R E D and then series. Uh, you'll find the Facebook page there with the, all, all the posts from all the projects dating all the way back to 2015. Uh, they're all there uh, so uh, that's Facebook Instagram is 100 100 underscore series uh, I'm always posting on, on on the stories there so like m- my daily adventures you're gonna see right there on the stories you won't see that on Facebook so I try to have something different on each page so that right. way you have you you want to be on both to, yeah to, to check out everything um, the website 100 series.com that's where I have my stores that's where you can buy you know the the shirts, the tank tops, uh, everything uh, as far as the the uh, donations. If you feel generous enough to want to help fund you know future projects and everything like that, there's an opportunity there as well for you to to donate if you want to. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm I'm on. Well, you also do the don't you have one for uh, the Arringtonian? Yes, um, that's not with the 100 series. Right. It's, uh, it's an entirely separate thing. It's just 
for my own personal photography that mm. I, I I post that's not you know brand specific. Right. No, uh, that's where I post uh, all that stuff. But yeah, the Arringtonian, you know, T H E A R R I N G T O N I A N. Um, Arringtonian is actually just a play on Smithsonian because mm-hmm. uh, my last name is Arrington. So I just you know threw that threw that together. I thought oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, right. Have you ever been to the Smithsonian? I have not. I, have I went not. to. I was able to go to like. They have like a few complexes or uh, several. Uh, mm-hmm. I was able to go to like one and a half. Like that's how much I like I had time for. But it was crazy. It's yeah. Anyone who's listening, they should get out there and check those out too. Because that's really you learn so much about like all this different stuff. It's really crazy. But uh, yeah, that's dope. I think the message and everything's getting spread around. Because I've seen people come into my work too wearing hundred series shirts. Really? Uh, yeah. That's so that's dope. I think people are getting behind it, and I think they really like it. So. Cool deal. Well, yeah, I've been hearing stories like that too of like people who like, you know, they see you know other people wearing, you know, hundred series shirt out out in the public, and that's awesome. I love that. Hell yeah! All right, Juwan Arrington, ladies and gentlemen, give him a like, give him a follow, go on the website, get some merch, and rep this. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, take care.